Welcome to the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I have been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast, which is named after the song by The Who, is about my experience behind the story, what my experience is doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 55, which is the first episode of the third year of our podcast. Just a reminder that starting this year, because of our hectic schedules, we're going to one episode a month for the Pictures of Lily podcast. Each episode will post on the second Wednesday of the month. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com, as it is the highest quality audio and avoids copyright restrictions. This episode is based on a recent interview I did for the cover of DJ Life magazine with Justin Bieber's DJ, Tay James. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. Badass bitch. I get my light right from the source, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I see you. Here are a few snapshots of my experiences with DJ Tay James. I first became aware of Tay through Justin Bieber's vocal producer and mix engineer, Josh Goodwin. I've interviewed Josh twice, first in 2016 for the album Purpose, and again last year for the album Justice, both times for Mix Magazine. Although he hasn't always been credited for it, Josh has been working as executive producer and A&R for Bieber for a long time. So when he brought up Tay as someone who has also been working in that capacity, I was actually relieved for Josh not to have to shoulder all that responsibility on his own. Then a friend of mine started doing Tay's PR and we immediately went for getting him on the cover of DJ Life magazine as he is a true DJ's DJ. I spoke to Tay within a couple of hours of him getting off the plane from a two-week tour around Europe and the Middle East. He was just getting out of the shower and getting a big coffee so he could be alert for our interview. I kept him on video chat for a long time as he has such an extensive and fascinating history in DJing, which I really appreciated as he has been committed to the craft as well as grafting since he was a young teenager. I have a lot of respect for that kind of single-minded determination that is as business-oriented as it is creative. Tay is originally from Baltimore, which is a big DJ town. He learned how to mix records from his older brother when he was 12 and came home every day from school and kept mixing. As his passion grew, he worked two jobs at Burger King and Best Buy so he could get DJ equipment, then buy records. He also became part of a record pool in Baltimore called Unruly Records, which is still going on now. And he started sneaking into clubs by carrying a crate of records so he could watch the DJs mix and learn from their moves. He mentioned two DJs specifically, Jay Claxton, whom he modeled his name Tay James after, and DJ Alizé, both of whom took him under their wing and really taught him the ropes, as well as putting him into situations where he had to deliver. Tay played high school parties and was a mobile DJ, driving around and setting up wherever he needed to in order to play. All of this when he was still underage, which again, I have to say I admire him for, just because of his sheer tenacity and focus. Tay kept DJing when he went to college because he realized it was a wide open space that he could take over. He arrived with 2,000 mixtapes, that is mix CDs, and spread them all over campus. 
Out of that, he got gigs around his college, but he also got a gig at Love Nightclub in Washington, D.C., where he worked his way from the smaller rooms all the way to the main room because he played styles from all the neighboring cities. This drew the college crowd to him as each area would know that they could hear their preferred style of music in his sets. Again, a genius move which he learned from his mentors but shaped into his own thing. This is what Tay told me about that time of his life. At the time, you don't know exactly what you're doing or the effect it's going to have on anything, but it's going towards something. I've always been a firm believer of that. I always did things that were different than what my peers were doing. I always wanted to bring something different to the table. I had all this knowledge from being in Baltimore, dealing with all these DJs and not getting the look I really wanted. But knowing that I'm special, knowing that I had some type of talent, knowing that I am good, I am nice, I just needed the space to do it. Since this was the era of blogs, he also had a blog with a college friend where he was highlighting new music and on the cutting edge of the next thing. So when he got a call about being Justin Bieber's DJ, he already knew about Bieber because of the blog he was running. Tay wasn't getting paid to start with, just per diems, but he took the opportunity and he was ready for it. His audition, so to speak, was the first night of Bieber's first major tour. This is what Tay told me about that night. I had none of the music they wanted. I wasn't a pop DJ. I didn't know nothing about pop music at all. Sean Kingston was supposed to be the headliner, but he called out, so they needed Bieber to headline his first, maybe his second big show that he's ever performed. Me and him were in the dressing room, and he was like, let's create a set list, bro. Let's figure it out right now. Part of his choreography and one time was the swag surfing dance. He said he wanted to use the song somehow. I put it on my laptop and I made the edit to his one time so it ended as Swag Surfing. He was like, amazing, you have the sound effects? I got that too. This is all an Adobe edition at GarageBand. We went out there, did the show, it was incredible. This was July 2009. By the time December hits, he's a pop star. That's how quick it was. One thing I've observed, and this is just my observation, I can't definitively say it is a fact, is that in Bieber's very small team, people tend to do jobs they're not directly credited for, but then down the line, they formally get that position, even though they've been doing it for a while, at least in some capacity. That may be a sensitive pop music thing where you don't want to rock your pop boat by asserting yourself and insisting on credit for your contributions because you don't want to get pushed out of the boat. But again, that's just my personal perspective from speaking to a few people in these types of situations. I could be entirely wrong, but I don't think I am. A unique thing about Tay is that he doesn't produce music, which is kind of refreshing. But his DJ ear is excellent at collecting beats, determining what producer would be good for what song or collaboration, or what a track is missing, or what would sound good with it and he has an international understanding of different types of music and new styles. Something he said about how DJing figures into all this, which I loved, was, I look at being an A&R like making a big mixtape. How do we push the culture forward with the sounds we are using? We can't be like anyone else. We have to be different. Bieber has always been the person that was innovative. He is always using new music, new sounds. We got to keep that going. Tay also said, a DJ can be more than just the guy in the club that just plays music. You can be tapped to do so much more. Bieber challenges me when it comes to music. I'm challenged to go find something that he likes real quick. That makes me get in my bag and reach out to a bunch of different people and open up my laptop and make sure I go through some stuff that I know he hasn't heard. I've sent him over a thousand beats. He wants more. He challenges me to just be better in that regard as well. And I like it.
One of the main things I like about Tay, besides the fact that he is super humble and completely down to earth and extremely nice, is that he has no ego about where he's working and what he's doing. Nor has he ever been super calculated. His nose is just to the grindstone. This is what he told me. With DJing, a lot of times it's not even about your talent. It's about how you are as a person. Are you a people person? Do people want to be around you? And I pride myself in that too. I make sure that I'm very respectful. I make sure that I'm always doing my job. I make sure that I'm not being weird or any type of way and just being genuine. If you keep that first, mixed with your talent, mixed with your skills, that will be able to take you anywhere. Ooh, tell me that you gon' ride with me. Tell me that you never lie to me. I just wanna make you proud of me. Want you loving every side of me. I love the rhythm of your heartbeat. The way you pushing up. That's just a small snapshot of my brief time with DJ Tay James, which I thoroughly enjoyed and I really want to get some modern, meaningful art on the walls of his home. I've been tagging him on Instagram in the comments of artists whose art I think would suit him. Hopefully he's seeing those. You can read our entire cover story at djlifemag.com, which is a new and awesome magazine dedicated to DJ culture coming from the same team as the defunct DJ Times, which I contributed to for over 25 years. The Tay James story is also linked at picturesoflily.com. It's also linked at Tay's socials as he's been amazing at promoting the article. In our next episode, I'm going to be going way back and talking about my experiences with the British band Suede from 1993 to 2018, 25 years and counting. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or Instagram or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. There is also a Pictures of Lily newsletter which goes out when each podcast episode posts with a bonus newsletter in between that you can subscribe to on picturesoflily.com. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.